Guys, today on Select Few, we have Blandon Hancock. He is the VP of Performance Brain Foam West Texas. Him and his wife own screen or peer print screen printing out of Lubbock, Texas. We, uh, we invited him in here today to grace us with his knowledge and presence of college ball, the college life, entrepreneurship, and wherever else this tends to go. So follow us on this journey. Blandon, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, bro. Appreciate it being Thanks here. Thanks for coming out. You bet. Long I mean, drive. Yeah, you know, I bet. Six hours to come on a podcast. Yeah. That's a determination. So That's dedication. I hope you, uh, you're going to make this one good. I hope you like us. We will. <laughs> I listen to all of them. So. Yeah, he's our biggest fan. <laughs> I am. Number one follower. <laughs> I think we should, we should start with that because you're, you are truly our biggest fan to the point where you're like, why didn't an episode come out this week? I've been saying that for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, every time I talk to him on the phone or text, I'm like, when's the next one dropping? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting because I have a commute to work. We actually live in O'Donnell. Um, so I have 40-minute commute every day to and from work. So I uh, try to get in as many podcasts as I can. So do you listen to us because you yeah. like the content or just because you know us and you want to see what the hell we're up to? Because I feel like a- anyone that knows me is like, oh, I'll listen to it, you know, just because they know me. And they don't listen. Yeah. Um, we have five-minute listener analytics. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the content uh, just because I like to see the diversity of guests that y'all yeah. have on here. But then at the same time, it's, it's also... because you know us. It's also... Yeah, of course. Because I can have something in my back pocket. I'd be like, I remember when you said this. <laughs> There's that shit trying to come out and haunt me. Yeah. He's going to use it against me, huh? Right. Nah. He's going to remember that day. We're going to be in a nursing home when he brings it up. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so to be honest, what's your favorite episode so far? The, the storage guy was pretty cool because he was like. He was unhinged. Oh, he was dude. going hard. That was literally it was my word. Yeah. <laughs> unhinged is the only way to describe that. Yeah. Um, but, but it was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, the, the hard part was just. It wasn't much of a conversation. It was just him speaking, you know? Yeah. But he was he was saying a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's great, too, because, like, he does a new podcast. Right. And so, but he felt that comfortable to come on here and just... Yeah, let loose. Yeah. But, I mean... We we made him feel uh, warm and welcome. That's what it is. Yeah. I may be the poorest guest y'all have ever had on here. No. No, I'm on here every time. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I... They've all been good, and just hearing everybody's story, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool to to hear, hear people's success stories and how they felt along the way. So listening to us, you know, we're like 12, 13 episodes in or whatever. Listening to us all, all the way, did you ever think you would be on here? You had to know it was coming. Well, when he very first started this, I guess it was whenever it was being spoken to existence mm-hmm. he was like i'm gonna bring you on there one time and i'm just like what are we Bullshit. gonna talk about <laughs> right then I, I hit him with some some, some so- thoughts i had i was right. like oh, okay oh yeah there's, a, there's a time and a place and a reason for every guest mm-hmm. that's i'm a firm believer in that. sure and today is his day your day of reckoning has oh, come ready. so so since we're talking about our you know our podcast since we don't get a lot of feedback yet since we're so new as someone who listens to the podcast, like, what do you think we need to start working on? And what do you think we do better than other podcasts? Um, 
That's tough just yeah, because I list, I listen to a different so many different genres of a podcast like a a religious pod like two or three different religious podcasts and they're all three different. One's about marriage, one's about men being men, and one's a the Doug Dynasty one. Okay. Um back in the woods or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um so they're all so different. And then I have like three baseball podcasts, Barstool Sports, uh, ESPN, all their stuff. And so like I bounce it around a lot. So the content is so different. Um, I listen to one, it's Undaunted Life, and he's out of Oklahoma. And he has guests on and stuff like that, but it's usually like super smart people the complete opposite of us no but just like (laughs) like it's not scientists and stuff and they're yes like like bible scholars and like people like that and then he has friends that are in the in the government and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and they're on the same page you know the whole oklahoma thing they're redder than (laughs) anybody else right and so he has a lot of that where with this one, it's raw and it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones, they're raw and real, but it's just they've been doing it for so long, they got their niche down and that's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And with this one, what I like about this one is it is raw. Yeah. It is real. Um, we have no direction. We're no. still figuring it out. So yeah. we're just. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like it's a, a wing and a prayer. Yeah. We're just <laughs> recording conversations and seeing where it goes. Right. And and some of these other ones, I think they're scripted. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. really do. Well, that's what we don't want. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, I think that actually is what catches most of our guests off guard. They're like, okay, what am I supposed to talk about? Mm-hmm. Give me a heads up. What can I not say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like, um, just speak when let's spoken just, to. Let's just talk. <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's have a conversation like you're just right. out with the guys. You know, just... Keep it natural. Yep. So I think that's what makes it special, though. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So a few people get that. That's why people tune into podcasts because they just want raw conversations. They right. don't want filtered news, you know. Right. Well, people are longing for real, you know. We of course. We live in a reality-driven society, right? With mm-hmm. fake reality. Mm-hmm. You know. So now it's time to the real uncut shit. Yep. You know. And <clears throat> if it wasn't for your pee breaks, we'd go live. You know. <laughs> There's no way. We'd have to. There's too know, many pee breaks. Yeah. We'd have to put a camera in the bathroom. <laughs> It'd be like coming live from the bathroom at Slut View headquarters. You'd be like, oh, that's where they call you Slut View. <laughs> you just bl- blurred you, out. You need a macro lens. <laughs> that's a fisheye lens. That's why the, the earth is round. <laughs> I walked in the bathroom all ago, and it's the first time I've ever seen a horse when I was using the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Blandon, I want to I kind of go... I want to, you know, there's just so much I want to say. So I got to start somewhere, but I'm, I'm going to start with, <clears throat> I'm going to kind of jump into college and then kind of jump back to your childhood. Okay. But I want to know what college you go to. Oh, man. I went to Navarro Junior College in Corsicana. I was there for a year. Um, left there, went to Midland College for a year. Both of those are junior colleges. And then I finished at Lubbock Christian University. Okay. So, so what's uh, so where did you meet Brandon at? 
Brandon and I played together at Lubbock Christian. He was a senior when I was a junior. I got you. Yeah. So y'all played ball together, mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. So after college, you went on to be a baseball coach? Yes. Um, well, not technically. Um, finished at LCU. It's a private school. It's really expensive to go there. I liked about a semester being done. Um, but, you know, anytime you transfer schools, they don't accept so many hours, so you have to retake them. And so when I got done at LCU and didn't have a scholarship, I really couldn't afford to go to school there. Yeah. Um, I was at the point in my personal life career, I didn't want to deal with parents. I was way too young. I was way too hot-headed, like played it, been a part of it, studied it my entire life. And I just wasn't ready for somebody to tell me I played Little League Baseball, but I'm going to tell you how to do your job. And I couldn't handle that. And so um, I went to work in the oil field. I was going to be a firefighter. I think all of us are going to be a firefighter at one point. (laughs) But uh, went to work in the oil field for a safety company. Um, I was tired of school, um, just fed up with school, went straight from high school, straight into college. I was tired of it. I was tired of books. I was tired, tired of, all of rules. That. That's yes. what you're, you're tired of rules. <laughs> right. You went to the oil field to let loose. Right. Rough naked. And so while I was going to fire school, that was at night. So I worked at the oil field at the safety company during the day and I think I went through, I think it was a month and a half to two months of fire school. And we started getting into like chemistry, how to put out a certain fire and you have to know it. Well, then you have to study the chemistry of it. And I was just like, I'm. Is it a wood fire? Is it an oil fire? Is it? Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I'd rather just go to work. Like, yeah. I, can, I can be completely honest with you. I never would have went to college if I couldn't have played a sport. Yeah. So if I didn't play a sport, I would have never went to college. You think there's a lot of kids that do that? 100%. You know? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people who are really good at sports but not really good at school. Yeah. And school is definitely not the passion, but it's like the only vehicle to continue on and try to hopefully go big one day. Right. And so I did that. Um, I worked in the oil field. I continued to work in the oil field, and I was like, look, I, it's time to grow up. I, was, I lived by myself. Um, my little cousin ended up moving in with me a year or about. He was going to school in Odessa, and I was living in between Midland and Odessa, and he was tired of living in the dorms, so he moved in with me. And then I was sitting out on a rig doing rig safety, which is like the coolest thing ever. Like if you're single. What does that entail? What is rig good. safety? Yeah, I'm oh, like, dude. Are we talking about like rigs out in the ocean? Yes. Okay. So you're talking about drilling rigs. Yeah. But these are in the sand ocean. Okay. In West Texas. And so like. <laughs> <The> you, <sand. laughs> so no, they're not in the ocean. That's like the worm on beer juice. In the sand. <laughs> sand worm. But it's the same thing. They have the derrick. They have yeah. the drill. They right. have all that. So. I was sitting out there, and uh, you have a night guy and you have a day guy. Well, the reason why you're out there is because they think that there's going to be H2S. Which is? Sandworms. Hydrogen 
Oh, you're going to hit a hydrogen pocket or something? Right. Where you're drilling? Right. So they call that sour. That's sour oil. Mm. So when they know that they're going to have that, you have to have a safety guy out there at all times. So you have a day guy and you have a night guy. I was the night guy, which is the coolest thing ever. That's party time. <laughs> because these these roughnecks, yeah. it's the same roughnecks. Yeah. It's two different night and day guys for the safety company. But most of the time, those guys are like on 12-hour shifts. Yeah. And so whenever they would do the shift change like at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, that's when I would be on. Well, if they weren't pulling out of the hole, if they were just sitting there drilling – then everybody just kind of sat around and shot the shit. And sure. you got to know them and know where they came from. Because those guys are usually, it's either 30 on, 30 off, or 60 on, 60 off. So they live out there. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a trailer house. It's a camper. It's something in the middle of nowhere. So I was doing that, and um, I got a call to go play independent baseball in Kentucky. And... Had to go through spring training, had to do all that kind of stuff. Well, that all came about because my college roommate was already in independent ball and he got traded to Kentucky and they said, hey, we're looking for an outfielder. And he was like, "Okay, well, I got this guy. And they're like, "Okay, we'll sign him to a contract, bring him up here, go through spring training and all this other kind of stuff. But then did you play outfield before? Oh, okay, That's that was, your, that was your position. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so there were stipulations. We'll bring him on since you, this is what they're telling my buddy, we'll bring him on, but if we cut one of you, we cut both of you no matter what. Mm. So he was like, okay, whatever, fine, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll stick my neck out on the line. Ooh. So needless to say, I moved to Austin because that's where he grew up. Uh, my roommate mm -hmm. and that's where his dad owns a humongous uh plumbing mechanical type business um they had batting cages they had like all this stuff from when he was younger yeah so moved up there we had like two months till we had to be at spring training we worked for his dad during the day and then we would hit throw all that kind of stuff at night to try to get back in shape um we get to kentucky um they put us up in a hotel room. Uh, we hadn't gotten our host parents yet um, because that's what they do. I'll have to tell you a story because it's a pretty wild story about my host parents. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good They're one. swingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? What oh, a good dude. call. Well, it's, I, it's it's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I knew it. So we make it, uh, we make it up there to Kentucky. Uh, we start doing all the baseball stuff. It's typical – it's just practice, yeah. practice, 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 sure. practice. Well, we get about a week, a week into it, where we start inter-squadding. We start inter-squadding, doing all that, because they bring so many people in and sign so many people to a contract, but they never honor your contract unless you make the team. Mm. So we get to spring training. We're going through that. We make it through four cuts. So it's like the very last cut, the night, that night was the big team dinner, who all made the team, mm -hmm. all this other kind of stuff. Well, we go through practice, we do all this other kind of stuff. Well, me, a kid that was in left field that hit like eight home runs during this period, 
like off every pitcher. Damn. Him and then my buddy who played first base, we all get called in at the end of practice. Oh, no. And so we're like, this dude just hit eight jacks and like six inner squads. There's no way we're getting cut. Yeah. So we're like, okay, they're just calling us in. Tell us, you know, whatever. We walk in there and you're grown men at that point. And he basically. There's said, no sugarcoating it. No. He basically set us down and he said, all right, guys, I'm just going to let you know uh, you're cut. You're no longer a part of this team. Like, you can get all your stuff and you can leave. What a gentleman. <laughs> and so he was like, but let me know. Let me know if I can help you get on with another team. And we're just like, like, all of us are dumbfounded. Like, yeah. He just cut us. Well, my buddy, uh, we were picking up a barrel of copper before we left to go to Kentucky. And it was all the copper fittings and stuff like that that they had gotten from job sites of either tearing stuff out or cut stuff the wrong way. Mm -hmm. and they Scrap copper. It. Right. Yeah. Well, when we picked the barrel up, he broke his wrist. It like pulled his wrist out of the oh, socket no. and broke his wrist. Well, he didn't hit very well when mm -hmm. we were down there. Well, that was one of the reasons why they said they cut us is because he killed it in El Paso, but then he struggled a little bit in spring training. Yeah. Well, it was the two-for-one deal. Yeah. Damn. But we couldn't figure it out because old boy from Mississippi just was knocking it out of the park. Jacks yeah. And like – he went he went nuts. We didn't go nuts because we were kind of just like, it is what it is, whatever. Yeah. He went nuts. Um so is this minor leagues or what is this? So it's it's independent, so they're not affiliated with anybody. So is this like a job? You're getting paid for this? Yes. Okay. But very little. Yeah. So like a month's salary is like six hundred bucks. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's nothing. It's kind You're of still like, gonna so have a job. You, you keep doing that to be seen. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. To hopefully make it. So right. how how I've always been how it's always been explained to me is you know, you take your minor league systems that are affiliated with baseball teams, professional baseball teams. You have a rookie, a high A, a low A, a double A, a triple A, and then the majors. So if you had to put an A on an independent league team, mm -hmm. it's usually between a high A or a double A. Mm. That's an independent team. Right. So, like, all these guys that were coming in, like, we had guys that were with us in spring training that had wood bat deals. Wow. Because they had played for affiliated team. Sure. And so, I mean, they'd be rolling in here with 48 wood bats, and we'd be like, hey, man, can we buy one? Like, because we just like sawed all of ours off in BP. Yeah. Like, and they'd be like, 45. <clears throat> they'd be like, yeah, give me 20 bucks. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't have a bat deal, yeah. they're like 80 to 120 a piece. Right. You get sawed off. You're just like, I'm broke. I got to go home. Mm -hmm. I don't have a bat to use. You know? Damn. But, and that's kind of what, the independent stuff was so we got cut i came back um i was actually talking to my wife at the time which was really weird um because we had known each other and kind of ran around in the same circle um but we talked a lot when i was gone to kentucky like mm -hmm. we hadn't gone on a date hadn't done anything else like that and it's kind of one of those things is god prepares you for things before you know it 
Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got back, we went on a date. And I would say that that was the history. That's it's all history, mm-hmm. but it's not because it took me like two or three days to even convince her that I was halfway cool. <laughs> so, hey, how many years has it been now? 15. Hey, you're still trying to convince her. 15. Right? Yeah, 15. He convinced her for like the first year, and then now she's like, yeah, you weren't cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we get back from that. Um, I still haven't finished my degree because all this happened like the summer. After I got done playing, like summer, fall, after I got done playing. And uh, it's just kind of one of those life moments like, look, if you're going to finish, you need to go back and finish. If you're not going to go back and finish, then you need to you need to find a career. What were you going to school for? Baseball. <laughs> well, of course. What was your degree? So my degree was kinesiology. What does that even mean? Oh, bud, like. That's it like the body. sounds so cool. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's PE. You're stumped. And that's, that's yeah. Surprising. Oh, okay. It's, it's physical kinesiology. education. Kinesiology. Right. But you have, it's a, kinesiology is a study of the body. Okay. So nutrition, like yes. physical stuff, yes. muscles. Okay. Yep. All right. Like I'm, a lot of anatomy and physiology classes, yeah. stuff like that. But you don't have to, like a doctor or a nurse or something, right. they have to get into the science part of it too. Oh, okay. Kinesiology is just the body. Mm. And it's the mechanics, just the of physics the of it, right? Yeah, not like blood types sure. and like all this, yeah. So diseases and all that, right? So from the very beginning, that was always kind of the way I wanted to go. Um, Be a physical trainer or something, or not really? No. What was your What was your idea with that degree? You just wanted to, to do get a degree to be a ball to player. get swole. You just mm. want to know how to. No, I mean it. Literally was just mm. so you, I could play. You just had to pick oh, something. Okay. Yeah. And junior college, you have to have so many credits. You have to pass so many credits. Your GPA semi kind of matters, right? But then when you get to a university, like you, you have to pick a direction unless mm. you're really good, and then you just take all electives, right? So. I didn't want to blow it all off and just take all electives. Like, if they're going to pay for it, some sort of backup plan. Right. Yeah. Right. And so when I got back, my wife and I, we started dating, and uh, I knew I needed to finish. So I went to Sol Ross. Sol Ross is in Alpine, which is way, way out in West Texas. Mm -hmm. They claim, which they are further west than, because they're kind of in in the western tip. Yeah. Um, pretty close to El Paso, still like 200 miles away from El Paso, but pretty close to it. Yeah. But the reason why I went out there is my mom had finished her master's degree and her principal stuff out there. Well, at the time it was like one of the cheapest colleges that you could go to in the state of Texas. It's cause it's in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so I went out there to finish my degree. Um, had kind of came to the conclusion, like, look, I need to get my degree in education and something like that. So just because I don't want to do it right now, I have something to fall back on. Sure. So finish my degree, do all that kind of stuff. Um, Kelsey and I get engaged at that time and uh, not really wanting to get into coaching still. Mm-hmm. Um, so... She ended up getting, she graduated the semester after I did, 
no, two semesters, because she did hotel and retail management. Okay. So, like, she was finished with the school part in December, but then from December to May, she had to do an internship. Mm. So, we got to discuss, and we are like, where do we want to do an internship? Or where do you want to do an internship? Like, I'll go with you wherever you yeah. go. So, we picked College Station. So, we went to College Station. Well, that was in 2007, 2008. Well, if you remember in 2007 and 2008, that's when gas prices like shot through the roof. Mm -hmm. Like to fill up a a 25 gallon gallon tank of gas, it was 120 bucks. Yeah. Well, back then, that was like the first time it had ever just blown way out. So... Back then, minimum wage was still like $6. Right, which will get me to my next story. Yeah. We moved down there. My sister's going to school down there. We get a house, all this other kind of stuff. I can't find a job. I put in 72 applications. Ooh. Not one callback. What kind of stuff were you applying to? But I went to McDonald's, <clears throat> and when I handed You got them, turned down by McDonald's? <laughs> when, when I handed them my application... The McDonald's was literally two blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. And I said, I will flip burgers. And they were like, no, you're applying for a managerial job. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I just need a job. Mm-hmm. Nope, too over, you're overqualified, not going to hire you. Really? And I, I could never understand it. So um, my sister worked at the A&M golf course. Well, I, I couldn't find a job. Yeah. I play golf all the time. And no so you couldn't find a job. You're playing golf. <laughs> right. And like, that's how I, that's how I felt. Yeah. But like literally every single morning I would get up and fill out an application to get a job. Mm-hmm. And like, I could not get one. Yeah. I would take anything. But if that they, was also the, uh, the 2008, you know, everything was right. tumultuous at that point. Right. You know, the housing market had crashed and everyone was like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people out of work. And everything. Yeah, okay. it was, that was a rough time. Yeah. I like that word you use, Eric. Tumultuous. Thank you, nice. baby. That was very nice. <laughs> so all this is happening. And, and Brian, because Brian and College Station are basically the same town. Yeah. It's just split down the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a call from the Swans man. Schwanz, okay. To come, to come oh, be a yeah. Swans man. Uh, yeah. Frozen foods and yeah. ice yeah. creams and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So growing up as a kid, being out from West Texas, the Swans man was like the coolest thing That's ever. the man. That was the rich friends. <laughs> yes. I always had friends that had Schwanz. I was like, oh my God. Yes. That's the good stuff. Yeah. You know? Yes. Cordon Bleu and ice cream and yep. oh, yeah, fact, the, oh. drum, the drumstick ice cream. Oh my goodness. That was like the, the original like delivery of groceries. Yeah. Right. But it was, it was like a higher class thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was big in Arizona, bro. The, oh yeah. When you get an ice cream sandwich, mm-hmm. like from anywhere, as soon as you undo the wrapper and you put your hands on it, it start, it melts the cookie. Sure. And the cookie sticks to your hand. Yeah, you get notch ones. <laughs> but it's because they were frozen with nitrogen. The oh, trucks, they're flash frozen. Right, and okay. the trucks are nitrogen cooled. Yeah. Yes. So when you get it off the truck and you put it straight in the freezer, they stay hard and the cookie stays hard mm. for about two weeks. And then they start kind of dethrawing sure. and stuff like that. 
So I went to work for the Swans man and I became a Swans man and he had to go through he had to go through training. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's funny because like his expressions when he talks about being a Swans man right. versus I'm going to flip burgers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, right. like you just sound like so dissatisfied that you called yourself the Swans man. Well, yeah. like did you have like cute little shorts and tank top or something? Yeah, you got to wear those. Uh, you see the UPS guys. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's basically boots. a beige UPS guy. You, yeah. were, you were the, you know, Swan GPS guy. Yeah. No, actually, we were blue and yellow. Blue and yellow, okay. Yeah, but you had to wear those safety boots, you know? Blue sure. So if you wore... Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in College Station, the humidity's 200 A thousand. <laughs> and so you want to wear shorts, well, then yeah. now you got to wear these boots, and you look like a right. chick from, like, the 1990s. <laughs> yeah. So went to work for a Swans man, had to go through training for a month. We're a weekend, and, like... I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, this is... Agonizing. Yes. Like, yeah. you're selling people food. Right. Like, they won't answer the door if they don't want food. Mm-hmm. So the manager calls me in there. He's an older guy. And uh, he was like, do you still want to work here? Because, like, you seem really <laughs> bored. And I'm like, look, just let me go. Like, let me go. And he Set goes, me free, please. <laughs> and he said, I need a job, but not this bad. <laughs> he was like, you still, you still have three weeks in your training. And I'm training with like six or seven different people. And I was like, no, let me go now. Like, just let me go. Why don't you just it, leave? I'll figure it out. Cause I couldn't find a job. So what is him letting go going to be any deployment? No, no. Let me go as in let me go out and sell. Oh, okay. I think let they, me go is I don't want to be here. I want to quit. No. Begging somebody to fire you. Yeah, that's what I thought. No. He's like, locked in a room with the Schwanz people. <laughs> let, me, let me go out so yeah, that yeah, I can yeah. start I got you doing now. all let this. Let me go. <laughs> so he tells me, he says, all right, you're going to go ride with the number one salesman in this region. Mm-hmm. Because that's who he worked at. He's a training office. guy. Right. Yeah. Well, so I go ride with him, kind of like the same thing with Brady, <laughs> one day training. So I went and I rode with. <laughs> Shout out, Brady. <laughs> I went and rode with him, and he was basically telling me, like, look, here's the secret find the old people and find the people with food stamps. Food stamps. Yes. You could get swans, swans with food stamps. Yes. Yes. That's a game changer. So he told me that and he said, I'm excited about that. Yeah. They're going to get pissed. <laughs> they're going to get, get your rich friends. Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> they're going to get pissed at you right. because you're going to be back at the shop at three o'clock and you're going to outsell every single person and be done by three o'clock. And they have to stay out until everybody gets home from work so is, to reach their sales. Is there a type of a quota? You need, to oh, come, yeah. you need to come back with the truck empty. Yes. Oh, okay. Like there's, there's a quota. You have different towns on different days. So you're basically, they give you a truck, the, the product, and you're kind of like an outside sales. Right. Go out and find customers. Yes. Yeah, I totally thought it was the opposite. I thought, I did, was, I thought, I thought it was like, I was like, like, go deliver to these people. Yeah, like subscription based. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. So nowadays, it is. You can get online, put your order in. Schwann's sure. man pulls up. He basically gives you the food. Thanks for buying the food. Leaves. Yeah. So Schwann's was the OG of the freezer in the back of the pickup steak guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're talking yeah. about... Bro, uh, they got was, me the other day. Was Did it they? Omaha? Yeah, I mean, Omaha yeah, it's, like, it's like their third like stage of steaks. The right. ones that are like, they're not good enough for the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Damn, that's them. what that is. I've bought them before. I mean, they're not that bad. It's still good meat. Yeah, it's just not top grade meat. Yeah. You know, but it's half the price. Sure. <laughs> you know, in this world, we'll take it. Right. So basically, this guy has won all these awards for being like the top guy, the top guy in the region that like he was in the top five in the United States about being a Swans man. Mm-hmm. So he was like, look, I'm fixing to retire like in three months. And he was like, here's all my secrets. Ooh, do it if you can do it. Yeah. Like kind of challenge me. Yeah. Rode around with him for two days, went back to the manager and said, I'm good to go. Like, let me go out and do my own route. Okay, I'm going to give you this route. It hasn't, it used to be very successful, but now it's not. Like, you need to find a way to do it. Two weeks in, I'm smoking homeboy that's like number one in the region. (laughs) And like, I'm back at the shop by two o'clock. Like, I beat him back to the shop and I'm waiting on him like, I'm done. And he's, he's laughing, but the manager is pissed. Really? Why don't you reload your truck and go back out and sell more? But I just outsold your number one dude. Yeah. And you want me to, like, I get it. You want me to make more money because then the, the store gets the credit for it sure. and like stuff like it's that. It's funny. This applies to our, our business now. Absolutely. We have some people that come back at <laughs> like, 2 o'clock yeah. like they're the man. Right. <laughs> Hell, 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, bro, the day just started. Right. right. You know, they're like, nope, not for us. So, so I do that. I keep going. I get a month into it. And like this manager will not stay off my case. He's threatened. Yeah. And, and like I'm bringing... I'm literally like not You're killing it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like just knocking it completely out of the park. Well, it's not commission-based. You're on a salary. So like I'm coming back with an empty truck. And I'm like, I'm I'm not going back out. Yeah. Why should you? Right. No, no incentive. So we kept going, kept going, kept going. I'm about two months into it. Well, one of the guys, um, his route had been struggling. So they put they put me doing my route and helping him with his route. You're on you're on cleanup duty now. Right. Yeah. So I started helping this guy. But you don't well, get then, paid for it though. Right. Yeah. I start helping him. He starts producing. And he basically was like telling me, he was like, dude, you need to find something else. Right. You're like, you need to go into some other different. And I'm like, no, I'm just the type of person where like, if you tell me I can't do it and I want to do it in my head, I'm going to try to do everything I can to make it. Sure. And it finally got to the point to where it was, there wasn't a, I didn't want it, but there wasn't like, hey man, I appreciate what you're doing. It was. No, I need you to you, do. You want to be more. recognized for your grind, right? You're putting in some hard work. You want to be right. You want it to be acknowledged, right? So I do that for it's probably about three months. And one day I was on a route, and I'd stopped at the gas station, and I just picked up a thrifty nickel and was looking at jobs in the thrifty nickel. That's a magazine. I was confused. That's like penny man. saver. Yeah, I was yeah. like thrifty nickel. So shout out big nickel. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the thrifty nickel there's a job for a cattle company scomardo cattle company they were looking for somebody to to take care of their ranches and like like a ranch hand yes okay 
And so I called them and they were like, uh, I kind of told them my, my background. I said, you know, I grew up out in West Texas. Um, didn't do a whole lot with cattle. We had like pet horses that we rode and stuff like that, but we didn't rope off of them. We didn't right. round up cattle with them, but had been around livestock and animals like my entire life, like help bird stuff, help pull calves for mm-hmm. friends, like just different stuff like that. And they were like, can you come for an interview tomorrow? And I was like, sure. And uh, it was like a, a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I went and interviewed with them, and they were basically like, look, here's here's what you're going to do. You're going to take care of the ranches. You're going to drive a tractor. You're going to help with the the cattle, the horses, all this other kind of stuff. But they had a cattle company where they processed the cattle. So not process them to eat, process them to sell. So they have mm. all these feedlots around. They would go buy all these cows, bring them back to the cattle company, run them through, give them their vaccinations, do all that kind of stuff, separate them into breeds, ages, different stuff like that. And then they would sell them to people that wanted certain things. It's like a custom order. Custom cattle. Right. Okay. But this, um, they had tons of ranches, Mm -hmm. like around the Caldwell College Station area. Yeah. And so that was kind of my job. And went to work from them for them. Probably one of the funnest jobs I've ever had. Really? And it was probably the job I probably had to work the absolute hardest at. Right. Just because it was always something new and yes. it was fresh all the time. Always. Yeah. And cow- cowboys are, are pretty cool people. Sure. Down um, to earth. And rough. Yeah. Just rough. Men. Yes, like the, the definition of men. <laughs> he'd be gathering cows. Yeah, and like you have a guy in the back that pushes. You have a guy on the side that has to like hold so the cows don't spill, mm-hmm. and then everybody else is on the side, riding them down the fence line. Yeah, but the guy at the front, if you come in too far, then they spill out behind you. Well, then mm. they get pissed because sure. now we gotta go do it all over. You again. don't want to fuck that up. You don't want to piss those guys off. Right. So I did <laughs> it one I'll time. Rope you. <laughs> No really. <laughs> no, really. No, really. And then they'll drag you. <laughs> yeah, horse. I didn't get dragged bad, but I got roped off my horse. Oh, no. For real? Yeah. Roped off the horse? Yeah. So I What'd spilled. You do? I spilled the cattle. Oh, no. They came out behind. This old man, well, he was pissed. He was not having it. He was in the back because that's the easiest job. He had earned it. Yeah. He <laughs> rides up to me and we're like trotting back around. And the next thing you know, like, I have the rope around me, and I'm going off the back of the horse. <laughs> Shit. Did he, he have, like, a cool, like, Clint Eastwood line? Like, <laughs> No, he, he no. said. <laughs> he just he just said, don't ever fucking do that again. I'm going to teach you. Did, did he look like a Curly from uh, City's Layers? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> He's kind of scary. And you you can't exactly file a worker's comp after that. <laughs> oh, you, no. <laughs> no. That's a suck it up, buttercup. Yep. Get back on. Now you have twice the amount of duties. Yep. Damn it, boy. Yeah. Is so, this, is this a, a four six ranch? No, four sixes. Yeah. That's out in West Texas. That's yeah. part of the XIT and all that kind of stuff. He was working for uh, Yellowstone. What's? <laughs> nah, I wasn't. Well, what, there was trees down there. 